December 9th. They had broken a solemn promise. Now Joachim had met John, the old flower seller. John knew more about the Advent calendar than he wanted to share. He had said he would tell Joachim more about Elisabeth another time, because it was not Christmas yet. But what had he muttered to himself? Joachim couldn't stop thinking about it for the rest of the afternoon. Zabet Tebas. Who or what was Zabet Tebas? Could those strange words have anything to do with the magic advent calendar? Before he went to bed, he wrote the words down in a little notebook, so as not to forget them by the morning. Then he discovered something odd. Zabet became Tebas when he was reading it backwards. So, of course, Tebas turned into Zabet too. This was so mysterious that he wrote down the two words like this. Perhaps one day the words would help him to understand the old Advent calendar. Suddenly he remembered something the bookseller had said. Hadn't he said that the old flower seller was a little odd? Joachim didn't think he seemed the least bit odd. Of course, it was unusual to pour water over people's head. But was that just the sort of thing that Joachim might suddenly decide to do himself? When he woke up on the 9th of December, he quickly opened the advent calendar before Mama and Papa woke up and came into his room. It was a picture of a man playing a pipe. After the man came a long procession of children, some big and some small. The fifth sheep. It was the year 1378 after Christ. Three godly sheep and a lamb with a bell stormed into the city of Hamburg. Behind the little flock ran two shepherds in light blue tunics. One of them was carrying the kind of shepherd's crock you often see in southern countries. An elegantly dressed black king followed the shepherds. Behind the king, a little girl was running as fast as her short legs could carry her. After the girl, an angel hovered just above the ground. It was Sunday and early in the morning. A few people were on their way to the morning mass in the old church of St. Jacobi. As soon as they saw the procession of pilgrims, they began gesturing with their arms. Some of them shaded their eyes, and one of them exclaimed, God be praised! Something similar had happened in the town of Hanover a few years earlier. It was 1351, immediately after the fearful plague that had cost so many humans life, not only in Germany, but in all of Europe. It was a Monday and the stands on the great market square were about to open. Peasants in their worn homespun clothes and market women in coarse skirts had begun setting out their wares. All of them had lost some of their dear ones. It was just before the dawn of a new day. It was then that a little flock of sheep suddenly ran into the market. One of the sheep overturned a table of vegetables. After the sheep there came a strange group. There were a couple of shepherds and a black man in exotic clothes. The black man was followed by a white-clad figure with wings on its back. At the very end came a little girl. She stumbled over the shaft of a cart full of cabbage and lay there after the rest of the godly company had left the market. Elizabeth wept bitterly when she saw the angel Ephiriel and all the others disappearing. It was the second time on the long journey south that she had fallen and hurt herself. The first time she had lost the lamb. Now she had lost the procession of pilgrims and was surrounded by people she didn't know. Not only was she in a foreign country, she was in a foreign century too. 
the people in the market were terrified by that what they had seen. They crowded around Elizabeth and a man poked her with the foot as he was afraid to touch her. He wrinkled his nose and grunted horribly, but soon an old woman helped Elizabeth back on her feet and tried to comfort her. She spoke a language Elizabeth didn't understand. I'm going to Bethlehem, said Elizabeth. And the market woman replied, Hamelin, Hamelin? No, no, Elizabeth sobbing. To Bethlehem, I'm going to Bethlehem. Those were her words. The next moment, one of the angels of the Lord appeared in an arc of light above the market. Elizabeth stretched out her arms towards the angel and cried, Ephiriel, Ephiriel. The people in the market threw themselves down to the ground, but the angel lifted Elizabeth into the air, flew over the spear of the new market church and was gone. He put her down on a country road outside the town. There the sheep, the shepherds and King Caspar were waiting. The three men clapped their hands. Isn't that just what I was saying, Joshua said, chuckling. When one of the lambs is lost, the shepherd must leave his flock and find the lamb that was wandered away. He struck the ground with a crock and said, To Bethlehem, to Bethlehem. How far is it to Bethlehem, asked Elizabeth. Not very far, my dear, said Ephiriel. After a while they came to a town on the bank of another river. This is Hamelin, said Ephiriel. The river is called the Visa, and the year is 1304, after Jesus' birth. A few years ago, a dreadful misfortune occurred in this town. Well, in a way, they had only themselves to blame, for they had broken a solemn promise, and that's something one should never do. What happened? asked Elizabeth. The town had been plucked by rats for a long time, but then a rat catcher arrived in the town. He played on a magic pipe, and the sound of the pipe made all the rats follow him. That way the piper led the rats to the river, where they all drowned. Wasn't that a good thing? Yes, of course, but the people in the town had promised the man a big reward if he could save them from the pluck of rats. Then he got rid of the rats, they refused to pay what they owed him. What did the rat catcher do then? He began to play on his magic pipe again, and now it was all the children in the town who were bewitched by the music of the pipe and followed him. They disappeared inside a huge mountain together with the piper and were never seen again. Elizabeth realized that the woman in the market at Hanover had probably thought she was one of the children who had been lured into the mountain by the rat catcher from Hamelin. They were about to hurry on through Europe and even further back into history, when a sheep came running towards them along the road and joined the other sheep. Now the flock murmured five. Joshua struck the ground with the crock to Bethlehem. Joachim found the key to his box and hid the thin piece of paper. When Mama came in a little later, he was sitting looking at the picture in the advent calendar. Mama leaned over him. Well, look at that. A piper. He's a rat catcher, said Joachim. They wouldn't give him his reward for taking all the rats away from Hamelin, so he took all the children away with him instead. The people in the town had broken a solemn promise, and that's something one should never do. Then Papa came in. What are you talking about? he asked. Only then did Joachim realize that he had forgotten again to be silent about what he had read on the piece of paper. I'm making it up, he said. 
It's something I'm inventing. No, it isn't, Joachim said Papa firmly. You were talking about the Pied Piper of Hamelin, and that's a very old story from Germany. Who has told you about that? What could he say? He had to come up with something very clever. Ingrid, he said. She was his teacher, or maybe it was someone in the class. He was lying, but wasn't it allowed to lie about Christmas presents? Wasn't that the only thing in the whole, whole world that you could lie about as much as you like? After school, Mama and Joachim went into town to do some shopping. On the way home, Joachim asked whether they could stop by the market square. There were not as many people in the market as in summer. Some stands sold wreaths and candles. Others sold all kinds of crafts. I wonder how they can stand here in the middle of winter, said Mama, shivering. There's even someone over there selling flowers. Joachim laughed inside. That's because part of the glory of heaven straight down to earth, he said. Mama pulled on his hand. What are you talking about, she said. He's selling flowers in the middle of the winter because the glory of heaven has strayed down to the earth, repeated Joachim. You see, there's so much glory in heaven that it's easy for it to spill over. Mama shook her head and sighed. Obviously, she didn't like him using so many unusual words. John was standing behind the table with lots of flowers on it. He winked at Joachim and waved discreetly. After they passed, Joachim turned around. John was pretending to play on an invisible pipe.